I haven't seen you in a while. How are you doing? <laughs> it's, I'm going bald and it's crazy. <laughs> I'm not going bald, I am bald. But um, we don't talk about how difficult it is to be bald. Like, I feel like everybody oh. else is like, well, I get my hair cut and it's perfectly okay and blah, blah, blah. Some people can go get a haircut and not have to cut their hair for months. Mm-hmm. But I, because I'm going bald or in the processes of being bald, have to cut my hair all the time else yeah. I look crazy. Oh. Like I was talking to Alex earlier and I was like, hey, the sunroof is open, but the moonroof is closed and I look wild right now. I have to go peel them both open real quick. I'll be right back. <laughs> That is amazing. I love the sun in the moon room. <laughs> crazy. So we don't talk about how difficult it is to be bald. And I want more equality when it comes to communication. We need that. Bald people. We do. We need it's gonna be our newest merch. <laughs> equality for bald people. Equality for bald people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. absolutely. I don't wear this hat um, for no reason. Like last week, I, I was thought, looking crazy. I thought you were like repping it, like repping power design. Well, this this week I'm it's it's cut, so it's a choice. Oh, so last week it wasn't a choice. <laughs> last week you were being forced. Yeah. I was being forced by my hair situation. So <laughs> how are you doing, Jessa? <laughs> oh, you know. Um I, I don't know if anything I can say could top that to be like, to I probably be shouldn't have gone honest. first. I no, I love first. it. I really do love it. I think that is super important. Um, <laughs> and I also wrote notes for funny things that happened in my life. So oh, man. I should probably start doing that. I need yeah. to start doing that. Why are you so smart? Funny things hey. that happen in my life, <laughs> which is literally everything. Content's king, baby. <laughs> yeah, really? Okay. Um, yeah, I don't have anything that incredible. Um, that was a great PSA. And, you know, bald people, we feel you. So yes. um, thank you for sharing that B-A-L-D. Yes. <laughs> and think about it. I only got to enjoy hair for 25 years. What is that? That's like, not fair. Like, and for the first year, you're- Were you bald as a baby though? Were you bald as a baby? I probably was. I don't remember. I'm just saying, you can't include the first two years if you were bald as a baby. My kid was bald. (laughs) (laughs) When she came out, I was like, where's all your hair? (laughs) She was, she looked like Dr. Phil, y'all. She had like the whole thing up here. And I I will post a picture. That's so funny. And now her hair is wild. So great. Uh, She got in. She'll have her hair the rest of her life. That's true. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I was just thinking about like what type of what type of deal is that? Like, where did I sign the dotted line that I would only get hair for 25 years? You can't you can't keep your hair because you don't get to be talented and a people person and have hair cam. That's not how that works. That's that's it. The the world was looking out for me and they took my hair. The world was looking out for you. You are not allowed. You have to leave some room for other people to succeed. Okay. That, I can't that have the cool, the cool you. crown haircut that all these black kids are getting now. I can't even do that. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I did see someone the other day. There's this comedian where he's like, y'all not going to shame me about my hair. So he is bald in the front. He decided uh-huh. to get cornrows for the rest of it. 
I'll have to send it. His name's Chico Bean. It's so funny. You He's don't been get getting to shame all him. the. You don't get to shame him. I love it. No. He's taking taking it back. That's beautiful. And then there's another you know what? another comedian who got like a hair piece, and yeah, but it had like dreads on it. So oh, funny. wow. That's cool. Oh, he's like, I'm, I'm taking, we're bald people, we taking control. Like, yes, you are. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh my God, awesome. That's so funny. <laughs> well, um, welcome, bald people. You have a safe space here with us. We really appreciate you being here. Um, yeah. You know what's not fun? A lot of people don't talk about this, but they don't talk about like after pregnancy, your hair falls out in clumps, dude. I witnessed that. Alex clumps. was really upset about that. She was oh, so like she was like, look, look at this this spot. Yes, it's I have I hair. have pieces of hair on my head that are still not like they're still just barely baby hair still yeah. because my hair was just like coming out. So I, you know, it's definitely a hormonal thing and it's, it will get fixed, but nobody talks about that either. Like stuff like this is normal. It needs to be talked about. (laughs) So thank you for coming to our That was a a rough couple months when she was upset about that. Cause Mm -hmm. like, what do I say? I don't. Yeah. Sorry. Your hair will grow back after you're done with this stage of like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But you know what? The body changes like, like that. The body does change. And I also it's feel weird. like as a society, we put a lot of weight on, um, on our hair. We do. Well, um, a lot of people don't, well, a lot of people who have been following me have known for a really long time, but I actually shaved my head. Like I, my I hair was that. down. Yeah. Down to my belt. And I shaved my head. We raised, um, money for, um, St. Baldrick's and it was beautiful. And, um, it, but it was a very hard transition for me because I went from being a woman who had this super, super, super long hair to like, I can't hide behind my hair anymore. It's, it's my head, my head's out in the open, like, you know, and it was, it was very freeing and it was great. And I just felt like all of this weight just disappeared because literally they cut like all this hair. Um, Mm -hmm. but I also realized how much vanity we hold in a society in our hair. And you know, especially with, you know, people who are going through chemo, people who are, you know, they are bald, they, they're starting the early stages of baldness. Um, that stuff is really hard. It really it is, is hard. So, um, you know, just, just think, think about what, what do I want to say? I just like, <laughs> no, no, just think about other people. Like it, it is, just, yeah, it is, so it is, it is. Yeah, like, yeah. think about other people and know that a, you're not alone and B yeah. you're allowed to feel that way. Like if you, if, you know, you're allowed to be sad about your hair. That's period. Don't let anybody try to convince you to not, you know, feel sad That's about true. your hair. But also, um, you know, we do put so much weight on it. And I, I want people to think about that because the reason that we love people is not because they have great hair. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> the reason we love people and we connect right, with people. Of who they are. Exactly. Like I know if I need to call my best friend and my hair is like, pfft, she will answer. She does not care. <laughs> so... <laughs> You know, like we, we definitely, um, take, take some of those things for granted and there are people who cannot grow hair. So I, I am proud of everybody who's here that is dealing with it and that is seeing other people for it because it's important. Everybody looks different and that's great. And Sam is not allowed to have so much talent and hair. (laughs) Sorry. 
So it's all good. I'll, I'll, I'll live. Wisdom by Design podcast. We are a podcast for the creative looking to enrich their life with knowledge. We won't be giving you three ways to get rich quick. In fact, we are for the college avoider, the corporate dropout, the person burning the midnight oil on their next big project. And we are here to talk with you. We want to offer up the processes that work for us in our business and to be real about the ones that don't. This might be your new faith podcast. I'm Jessa. I'm Cameron. <laughs> and this is yeah. Wisdom by Design. Wisdom by Design. <laughs> All right. What are we talking about today, Jessa? What are we talking about today? I don't know. We just went on an entire TED Talk about loving yourself and your baldness. and We did. Everything. We did. Um, it was to prep the emotion. Is that, is that what It was. Doing? Yeah, today today's going to get a little emotional, you guys. Um, today is episode eight. We are talking about when your business is affecting your life. Mm, mm, that's a tough one. It is. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I want to so, get it over with. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. That one is that one is definitely really hard. Um, so, and what can that look like? What can your business affecting your life look like? Um, oh gosh, burnout stress, Mm -hmm. um, not sleeping, uh, to-do lists that are overloading your, your day. Um, I know for me, I get, I get stuck. Like I, um, I'm not interacting with my environment. I'm very Mm -hmm. closed off. Um, I'm in my head. Um, Oh, I, I get it's in kind a foul of all those mood. Like yeah, and foul. bad mood. Easy. Oh my gosh. And I will I will literally sit for hours at my computer and just, I got to get it done. I got to get it done. Not realizing like all the things that I am. Did I eat today? Did I drink water? Have I gone to the bathroom? Have I mm-hmm. moved? You know, I, I, there are certain things that when your business starts affecting your life, that it's, it's affecting you mentally, emotionally, physically, all of it. All of so it. That's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. You want to go first or you want me to go first? I don't know. I kind of feel like I want you to go first because All right. I cried last time. So. <laughs> so you're trying to get me to cry on purpose? <laughs> I, I I can totally go first if you want me to. No, I can go. I can go. Okay. So um, we've kind of been talking about how um, when you own a business, it kind of uh, strips everything away. Like, in owning a business, being a, a single owner, single operator of a business, you have to really look at yourself. Like, so let's take this for example. Um, when I was first doing power design and being on Instagram, you have to be on screen. For people to connect with you, you have to be on screen. You have to be okay with being recorded. Um, and that's something in my personal life that I am not okay with. So having a business and being a business owner forces you to have to look at these certain things in life that you wouldn't before you wouldn't do and you have to do now. Um, So let's just say uh, being that transparent in business has also made me have to be that transparent in my personal life. So I've run into a couple situations where I'm kind of becoming more, um, open and more and from becoming more open I become more emotional um I've been probably crying more than I ever have this year this year I've probably cried more than I ever have in my whole life um that's your body literally telling you this needs to this needs to go (laughs) like this needs to be released being upset being angry being Mm -hmm. like being in a foul mood is probably happened more 
than has ever happened before. Because bef- I will tell you before, the Cameron Davis used to be the one who I made myself little. I kept myself mm-hmm. quiet and mm-hmm. I stayed in my head. So you see me in public, I'd be like, hi, how you doing? You wouldn't see who you see now on screen, being animated with Jess, being funny. That wasn't who I was because I was too in my head. So having a business has made me kind of be open, be out there. I know one thing that I ran into that I probably cried about the most was um, when I first realized that I had gone to college and I had gone and got the job. And I had done all these things because I thought they were the right thing to do. And then I realized I had done them for something else and I had not lived my life for myself. So other people had made all those decisions for me and I thought they were all the right decisions, but what if they were all, they're all wrong. They were all not for me. So to go and think about, I'm 30 years old, 30 years of not living your life for yourself, that's freaking sad. Like, yeah. that's like yeah. really the saddest thing ever. So I really like, I was like, and the type of person I am, I look for someone to blame. So I was like, who did this to me? Like, <laughs> what? why am I like this? So I was like, those parents of mine, they really got me messed up. I, I don't right. know if they know they got something coming. But yeah. then eventually you give that, you let that die down. You're like, they did the best they could with what yeah. they had in the situation right. that they were in. Um, that's just my life lesson. Like that was just a lesson. And to shake myself at 30 instead of having to shake myself at 60 is yeah. still a way better outcome than a lot of people can hope for. Um, so that's probably one of the biggest ones. And then just also with being like so emotional, it's like you mm-hmm. cry at random things. Mm-hmm. Um and I was watching the Will Smith, uh, I think it was the um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion. Oh, and I watched it at like 6 a.m. And because my, my kid gets up at like 5.30 and I'm up at like 6 a.m. watching this. And I've cried, like, I cried when it came on. I'm like, why am yeah. I crying right now? And then yeah. they do the Uncle Phil thing and I cry again. Oh, and I then they bring so in the old Aunt Viv and I cry again. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, Listen. why am I so emotional about this? Because there is childhood, be- that's why. Yes. yes. <laughs> because that was the family you grew up with. Like yeah. you wanted to be them. You wanted to be Will and be you wanted to be in a family right. like that. Even though you had your family, you still were like, Hey, that would be like that's cool that they have that. You that they grew up mm-hmm. with. You. It's like the Cosby Show. It uh, we watched that stuff because oh it really spoke to like uh, the family unit. Everybody having it figured out. Like yeah. So when I, I had... wouldn't want to take risk in life, they did. Like Will would do something stupid, but I would never do that in my life, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no. There, I I remember my mom, it was just my mom and me and my brothers. And she would always play the Bill Cosby, um, uh, soundtrack, like his, his comedy. Special. Oh, his comedy albums. And, yeah. Oh my gosh. And I mean, we would, we would literally beg for her to play it because we yeah. would laugh so hard. Just me and my brothers, we would laugh all the time. And the chocolate cake, the chocolate cake one, like with the eggs and the flour. Oh my goodness. It was, <laughs> he was basically talking about how his child wanted breakfast and he was trying to convince her that like, she like basically breakfast was cake because there was eggs and there was flour and there was like, <laughs> like it was just like this really long, hilarious thing. But I, I remember all those different things that just 
it, it just feel it fills you up right here you know like those those different tv shows those people that we grew up with all of that is it is very meaningful so it's not a surprise that you did have an emotional reaction to it um but it's also probably your body saying you need more of this um one of the things that i learned um talking about you know our businesses like taking taking a hold of our lives was that um i'm really good at bottling stuff up I always thought I was this open, super honest, like person, which I am with other people when it comes to being vulnerable for them. But when it comes to me being vulnerable and me talking about my feelings and things like that, I just, I just block it right up. And then I don't understand why I'm so angry and hateful or or people don't understand what you're feeling or thinking Mm -hmm. because you haven't said anything like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been, it's been in strength. And another thing that I've kind of come across is um, like, this is to be like out in the, like open, like me and Alex have probably had the same argument, our whole relationship. Like it's usually the same one. And till now it's probably been like that thing that really pushes us to, and we get upset and it just pushes us in a bad, puts us in a bad spot. And right. something that we've been talking about, like, we've talked about love languages and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I realized I was being a jerk. Like you finally realize, like when you're um, att- attached, like actually feeling your emotions, you realize you're being a jerk and like yeah. the love language thing isn't for, it's not for you to push on them the way that you need to love them. It's for yes. them to tell you how they need to be loved. How they so need it's to be loved. From, from, from that, I realized that I'm kind of, a, I am a narcissist. Like, yeah, I feel like I'm the main player in life. Like, uh-huh. but that's not a good thing. Like, and I think it comes from like being in high school and being the valedictorian, being the football star, the wrestling yeah. star, like yeah. the spotlight is put on you. And that's me blaming. But again, it's me. I make these decisions. It's, but- it's you trying to find the connection to why. And, and it's it's not bad it's not bad. Like, don't, don't think that because you know that about yourself, that it's bad. It's not bad. It's just that, you know, that you work a certain way and you're used to things being a certain way. The thing that will make this better is how you respond to it. Because we all have, we all have selfish thoughts. We all have bad feelings. We all get away from ourselves and start, you know, Oh my dang it. My husband, you know, we get like that. But it's when we sit down and like, we're doing this, this self-discovery thing, like you're discovering, okay, this is how I am. Like, this is how I've been. How do I fix this? So yeah, it doesn't make so. you, it doesn't, it shouldn't be something that sh- you should be ashamed of. I know it's hard, Yeah, it, but it's you're tough. doing freaking amazing. I know it's tough and we're learning. And so that's my next kind of journey is to do a little research yeah. into that. Start setting up some habits that kind of break that. And like, um, now that I understand it and can put a name to it now how do we get past the kind of thing so I figured that out like maybe a week two weeks ago and wow, yeah but I feel like me and Alex will have our our things but mm-hmm. I feel like now I can listen easier and I don't yes. know if that's because I'm not in because at work I would go to work and have to sit and deal with being in a situation that I couldn't control so I'd have to numb myself so I basically come home and be numb too. We continue mm-hmm. to have the same arguments and I'm numb. So how am I supposed to hear you out for what you need to say? But now that I'm actually feeling, I'm living, I'm like aware, it feels different. And she'll say something. And I'm like, I hear you. 
I kind of understand. I understand why I was a jerk with that. I'm, I don't get defensive. I'm trying to stop blaming. Like, yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah. I never thought that would be something that would come out of starting and living my own business type of thing. You know what I'm saying? But that's the thing is like, you are with yourself 24 seven. Yeah. You are with yourself 24 seven. And when we do run businesses, it brings out all of those things that are preventing us from moving forward with, with my business. I was so out of touch with myself that I was just going, 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 going. Like I I Mm -hmm. joke about it all the time, but I'm literally a recovering workaholic. Like that is my, that is my thing. And it's, you know, I try to not let it define me because I do struggle with it a lot. Um, because I can, I will sit at my computer for 15 hours a day and do this because for the longest time, my worth was wrapped around what I was accomplishing. My, my self-worth was wrapped around what I, you know, anything on my to-do list that I could cross off. Oh, I feel better. Oh, I feel better. And then, but when I wouldn't, oh my gosh, it would be a tornado. It would be even worse. Like then things would start piling up and then I would start getting depressed. And like, it was just this really long, vicious, ugly cycle. And you sit in it. Like when you are not in tune with your emotions and you're a business owner, you're literally staring at yourself in the face and you're fighting yourself. That's a great point. You're you're literally standing in your own way. So like- I know it sucks and it's hard because like we have these things that we have to work on and fix, but the fact that we, and even as a community, we're trying to take those steps to better ourselves. That's the most important part. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that's going to propel your life to propel your business. Like people remember when we were growing up and like, if you posted a picture of yourself or like you'd be around certain people or you'd be around like, you know, um, other, other people, like if you, if you basically complimented yourself or you were proud of yourself or some way, or you, you posted a selfie, it was, what was it? It was selfish. Like it was selfish. It was vain. It was all of these negative, all these negative things. So now we are all these business owners trying to grow up in a world that told us we weren't allowed to be proud of ourselves. So like we're, we're, we literally were told That's as crazy. children, you do not get, like, it's, it's not appropriate like tamper to tamper down. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're literally squ- not purposely squashed because that's how everybody was taught, but yeah. it's like, they think that they're doing something positive. Like, Oh, don't be full of yourself and don't have a big head and da 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 da. The, um, the, the amount of self-esteem between men and women in our age group is astounding how bad it is. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, I think that's the coolest thing about our generation. Finally, finally coming out with all these different battle cries, talking about body positivity, talking about mental health, like all these things that everybody else is saying, Oh, that's not important. Self-care isn't important. It's selfish. I don't have time to take care of myself. Okay. Well, the reason we have screwed up behaviors and the reason that we cannot succeed is because we're not taking care of ourselves. We're literally stepping on our own toes and it's all we know because that's how we were raised. So, you know, like, uh, let me step down off my. (laughs) (laughs) You just never, you don't realize, like, I guess it's, it's part of also being a a kid is you eventually have to, we don't tell kids this, but you should really check in with um, who we should be having check-ins with ourselves along life. Yes. Like, 
who you were before you don't have to be now. Like you're always allowed to change what your environment was when you were growing up doesn't have to be what it is now. So it's almost like we need to take, tell kids it's not that serious. Like, right. Right. It's it's okay. Like, cause I thought it was super serious. I thought Mm -hmm. life had to be planned out. This is it. If I don't make it, I am this, my life is over. But you realize that these are just checkpoints. These are markers. Like, well, and that has a lot to do too with what our society views as success. Yes. Our society from when we literally go into school to we graduate is you need to do this, 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 and then you're successful. You need to, you know, be into sports and have all these great careers and, and, you know, you need to go to a a crazy cool college and you need Mm -hmm. to be in a sorority and, um, you know, and then after that, you got to get the heavy hitter job and it's, it's just like this constant. And for some people, that's fantastic. Like, that's what they need to be in. But for me, that wasn't anything that I wanted. It didn't have the same values that I wanted. I was just, I felt like I was spinning, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm in college going, why am I learning this? I don't, I, this isn't the information that I, I need. It's not the information that I crave. You know, I felt so confused. And when I, um, when my business really like took, I mean, it just went straight into the shitter and, and people, they, they're like, Oh, but you're doing so great. You're doing so. Yeah. Now, like you guys, social media is fake. It's fake. I I didn't know it's fake. I hate to be like that jerk, but (laughs) social media only highlights the positive things because that's all that we want to highlight. Those are the things that we want to highlight. And we've been seeing this giant, uh, just outpouring of people being real people now yeah, because genuine. they're showing their emotions. They're, they're being genuine. They're talking about the hard stuff. Like this, this is where, you know, we actually started growing as people because when my business finally fell and then I started falling, I mean, I was, I was down like past it. Um, I didn't want to touch a camera anymore. I was literally physically sick. Like it was just, it was not a good headspace. And then COVID happened and my mental health was like, see you later. (laughs) What do you want from me? I, you don't need me right now. I'm gone. Um, and, and that was a really scary thing in that, you know, that psychologists and, and therapists were not available during that time. They were I had, I had people that were reaching out and they were contacting doctors for me. And because of COVID, because nobody knew exactly what was going on, everybody was terrified to take on new clients. Nobody wanted to, you know, everything was shut down. And so I had to navigate not only my mental health, but my failing business during the world on fire. Mm-hmm. And it just felt, it felt like it was never going to end. And, um, I, I found this amazing coach. Yes, baby. Hi. Daddy doesn't want to go to my Barbie party. Daddy doesn't want to go to your Barbie party? No. Oh, that's okay. You, you want to go find some more Barbies for your Barbie party? I don't have Barbie. Oh, we got to fix that, I guess. <laughs> Can you give me a new Barbie, chocolate Barbie? A chocolate Barbie. Gotta do it now. It's on film. She wants a chocolate Barbie. I'll get her whatever the hell she wants. (laughs) Oh, cool. Okay, here. Let me go put. Let me go put this. Oh, here. Here you go, kiddo. Let me go put on a a TV for her real quick. Okay, you're fine. I'll be right back. (laughs) 
20 minutes later. So sorry. <laughs> can you, okay, you can hear me. I am so sorry. <laughs> it's like oh, that fine. guy from, um, you know, that business guy when he was in his office and he was trying to do like an interview and his kids yes. came busting in through the door. Yes. Like, <laughs> that's real life. Um, that so is real life. That is, you guys, we are parents. Uh, we have yes. kids. So um, there you go. I think you're um, at your wellness coach. You're talking about your wellness yes. coach. Yes. So you were talking um, about how COVID had started. Um, you couldn't really find therapists at the time. So. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, aside from, thank you. <laughs> thank you. So, um, That's what a good co-host aside, does. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you. Um, so in the process of that, I had um, my best friend, Emma, actually uh, sent me, Natima, her, her information. And I was like, okay, cool. Like I had known of her. I had loved her. She had, she was a part of a book that Emma bought me about um, motherhood. That was beautiful. I mean, if anybody is really seriously needing a book on motherhood, this, this book will make you cry. I promise we will post it in the show notes. Um, it, it saved my life. I was diagnosed with postpartum depression after Sophie mm. and it was the ugliest, scariest thing I had ever been through. I was so disconnected. I was so like scared of being a mom. I felt like I wasn't worthy to even have a kid. I mean, I wanted to run away. I wanted to run away from my life. And that was, it was a really, really hard moment for me. So, you know, when Emma had said, Hey, Natima's doing this program. I'm like, Natima's doing a program. What, you know? And so we, she just called me, like we set up this conversation for this program she had in place. And all she was doing was just asking me questions. She was doing like a test group basically. And, um, we were talking about all these different things. And she was like, you know, what, what kind of programs have you done in the, the beginning and the, you know, in the past, sorry, in the past. Um, and what, what, you know, do you want out of a program, all these different things. And I was like, I just want to feel, I just want to feel like somebody sees me. Like I, I don't want to feel guilty because I'm not mastering, you know, 180 minute workout that makes me puke. You know, I, I don't want to feel like I'm having to force myself to, to, to not eat. Like all these wellness programs that were actually in place for women were so detrimental to our mental health. And it was so detrimental to my mental health. And I was like, this is literally all I want. I just want, I just, I just need help. I I'm just in a really dark place. I just need help. So fast forward, sorry, long story short. Um, she, I entered this program and like the one thing it, it was a beautiful program. And the thing that sticks with me to this day is I have a choice. I get to decide if I want to be happy today. I get to decide what anything's going like anything like I get to decide anything I don't have to be sad anymore I don't have to be disappointed I don't have to sit there and go well where did I fail what did I do wrong like instead of constantly bullying myself like a lot of us do I literally had a choice to say you know what I'm going to be happy today and I'm going to do what I love and I'm going to spend time with my kids and if things don't work out that's fine because it's not the end of the world it's not like we literally forget all of that to say, we literally forget how important it is that we have, we, we get to make the, the indecision. Like at the end of the day, yeah. we are the ones who get to decide what we're doing. And I feel like all of these different programs and all these different areas that I had thought I would find help in, they were just preying on my, they, they were preying on me. They were preying on my insecurities. They were preying on my self-esteem. And then I meet Natima and I tell you what, every single time we would have a meeting, I would just bawl my eyes out. 
Like I was probably the one client that she was like, <laughs> she was like, it's okay. Like, <laughs> you know, like trying to reach out to me through the, I, I love this woman. Like this woman literally said, there is not a program for women who like, there's not a program for women. Like everything they, there's not even a program for men. Like they think that they have all this stuff figured out and it's a money-making scheme. And then all, you meet somebody. Yeah. And th- her entire program is built on your mental health. It's built on pushing you to see that you have a choice and that you get to do better. And I mean, it changed my freaking life. It, I never would have thought in all, and obviously with depression, with anxiety, yes. with, you know, postpartum, bipolar, all of that. Like, obviously you do need to have people who are on your team, in your corner that need to help you with that because those are serious things. You know, they may need medication. They may need therapy. They may need all these different things. So I'm not saying that that's replacing that in no way. You're Um, saying it's an add-on. It's a thing. But I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying as somebody who has suffered from all of those things, I no longer choose to associate myself with Oh, I'm depressed and anxious. I, I am, you know, I, I don't let those things control my life anymore because yes, I may suffer from those things, but now I know that I can still be happy and I have the tools in order to get through them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just so many feelings. <laughs> so many. Yeah. It's, it's so crazy. So many feelings. You it's guys, crazy. you have a choice. You mm-hmm. have a choice. That I, I, that's, the big the big takeaway for me was also that like you have a yeah. choice to wake up and live your life not anxious and not closed mm-hmm. off and not mm-hmm. to to walk with your like chest and your head held high into the world you have a choice oh yeah like yeah. and like even even with clinical anxiety okay so like actual diagnosis for anxiety like we know the people who are anxious they know there are some things that you just can't control like yeah. sometimes it just feels like your entire chest is about to explode and it happens. But when you get to that point, you, you actually have those tools to sit down and go, okay, what do I need? What am I not giving my body? Am I overstimulated? Am I overworked? Have I slept? Have I eaten? You know, all these different things that we as people and especially as business owners, we don't pay attention to. It's like you have you a reboot not. structure. Like you have you a way to reboot yourself and you're like, yes, yes, exactly. And that's, and that's exactly what, like me reaching out to somebody and saying, Hey, I need help. And she literally came back with an entire box, yeah. <laughs> an entire <laughs> toolkit on how I can get, okay. Because, and this is one of my favorite things. Healing is not linear. She it's will not. say that to you until the day that we take our last breath. Healing looks like this. Mm-hmm. it's all over the place place. there's you know because I would beat myself up I would be like well I want to be this fantastic business owner but I'm I'm too depressed and I'm too anxious and everything's failing and blah 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 when it was really I was just at a low point in that season of my life and I just needed to figure out how to get back healing and once I started healing again yeah I would still have rough patches but I would know okay I'm having a bad day what do I need (laughs) like what do I need to sit down and do yeah Yeah, exactly stop because if you let it your business will literally take over your entire life and that's exactly why we're talking about this today you have to be in tune with yourself it's just it's a necessity now 
And I was, as we've talked about this, I've thought about something because um, I don't know if you've ever seen like Kitchen Nightmares. Have you ever, like with Gordon? Nightmares. I love it too. And Gordon Ramsay. My husband doesn't know this, but he is he's my a boyfriend. Piece. He's a piece. <laughs> <laughs> I love Gordon Ramsay. He is freaking hilarious. I don't care. I'm not attracted to him per se, but okay. he is my dude. <laughs> yes, baby. My sorry, my mini co-host is um is here again. Here, baby. But um Yes, yes I am. <laughs> Can you just help her get that? I know you have to leave for work. I'm so sorry. We're almost we're, done. We're almost done. Um but something I learned from that show is like you'll go into these restaurants and they're having more like um like disagreements and, and yes. things that aren't like business related yes. and he'll take them and he'll get them like a uh, 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 like get them like a um, therapist or get them like yes. a um, marriage counselor or just something like that and you notice that that stuff is answered and it now allows mm-hmm. them to be better business and now yes like yes. I didn't and I didn't realize that until like we're having this conversation I'm like that's what he was doing. He wasn't going yeah. in there. He was fixing systems and things like that. Like he, he was, but he was really it up. just setting them on on a better course for life outside yes. of the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And it usually made their whole whole system better inside the restaurant, which is just kind of crazy. So if you and have a business, exactly. you're probably going to need to go and get yourself looked at. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> if you, what do I always say? You have to be partially crazy to run a business anyway. Yes. <laughs> You do. Yeah. I mean that, I think that's what it all boils down to is we need to realize that we have to put ourselves first in order to, succeed. we have to, there's, there's no way around it because you can ignore it for as long as you want, but then you're going to become like me. You're going to become a workaholic. You're going to fail your, you're going to fail in your business. You're going to lose all your money. You're going to get your car repossessed. And then you're not going to know why any of it happened. (laughs) I can laugh about it now. I can laugh about it now. At the time, it wasn't funny. You know, it it hurt and it was hard and it's hard to get out of spaces like that. But I realized that the one thing I was not putting first was me. For sure. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Dang. We did it. (laughs) Y'all, that was an episode. Episode. It was, oh. and I think we should keep in your daughter. I think it adds a little flavor. Oh, absolutely. Who else, who else gets a daughter interruption in the middle of their podcast? Nobody but chocolate us. Chocolate Barbie. Chocolate Barbie. I, I've never bars. seen a chocolate Barbie, but I'll find one for you. Do they have yeah. Barbies made of chocolate? I don't think so. I thought she meant like brown skin Barbie. That's what oh, I she knows. Was. She knows how to ask for that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All of her baby dolls are brown. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> my daughter Cass has one my daughter too. Knows. He has a baby doll also. And oh. my family was like, oh, boy with the doll. Yeah. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. yeah, yeah you know no, he does. He does. Because you know, you know what? You want to have a good daddy, right? You want him to be a good daddy when he grows up? Exactly. Sure. So he has to know how to take care of a child, too. Exactly. It's not bad. Yeah. 
No, I, I think my daughter was actually very disappointed when um, I had an old Barbie doll from when I was younger. I hadn't opened it yet. It was in this this box. Yeah. And I let her open it because it, I, I Googled it. Yeah. I promise it wasn't like a super expensive Barbie. I don't yeah. even want to get into Barbie right now. There's a lot of things I don't like about Barbie. But anyway, for sure, for sure. We'll <laughs> save that for toy, a later date. Yeah. We'll save that for another episode. As a toy and not providing um, unrealistic standards for young girls. Um, Say it again. As a toy. <laughs> um, I let her open it and she was just kind of like, okay. Put it down. And I was like, dang, I just opened up that Barbie and she doesn't want anything to do with it. And then she started playing with all of her other toys, which all of her other toys actually have skin tone. So <laughs> I was like, well, she doesn't want to play with the ghost Barbie. It's fine. My kid only plays with trash. He loves trash. trash yeah. yeah. She had that series, that that session too. Mm-hmm. So. Boxes, bags, bubble wrap. We're, we're telling all the grandparents, don't buy him any toys because oh, he know. won't play with them. Please save your money. Uh, he mm-hmm. won't. Let, wait until he can pick something out, save all that money for that, and then go crazy. But right oh, now is not the time. <laughs> Sophie, her favorite toy. You want to know what her favorite toy is right now? What? <laughs> it is it is a box like a, an Aldi box you know how you go grocery shopping at Aldi yep. and you get to get the boxes and stuff so it's an Aldi box that used to have fruit in it and then I put paper on both sides and I like taped it down and I just dumped a bunch of rice and noodles like rice and noodles oh, like- that's it and I gave her a scoop and I put a bunch of toys like random tiny toys in there and she's like yeah like <laughs> cost me zilch man. zero dollars smarter. smarter with your money <laughs> These kids However, don't toys cleaning, like that. cleaning up the rice afterward is um, fun. So I recommend a carpet so you can <laughs> vacuum it because when it's on the kitchen floor, it's not fun. Because you're going <laughs> to step on it. You're going to slide. You're going to slip. <laughs> I wouldn't know from experience. So, all right, guys. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to episode eight. We eight. want to hear from you. What is going on with you? What is going on in your business? What do you want to talk about? Um, If there's anything you guys want to ask us, please reach out to us. We're on Instagram at Wisdom by Design Podcast. We're on YouTube if you're not already watching us. If you're listening to us, um, we are on YouTube at Wisdom by Design Podcast. I know, shocking. Um, (laughs) You actually did. You're worried about that, but that's actually great. It's perfect. Yeah. For branding, it's perfect. I'll tell you that. Okay, good. I was just worried because it's so long. I'm like, it'll be. But as long as it's the same, it's it's. uh, it's It is. It is. It is the same everywhere. It's spelled exactly as it sounds. It should be popping up on our screen right now. So, (laughs) um, because we have an amazing production manager who has been hooking us up, Sam Laponis. Um, just a little shout out. Blackheart yeah. audio and visual. Um, and yeah, so if you guys want to connect with us, please, we're, we're all over our Instagrams, our YouTube. Um, and am I missing anything? I think that's it. I think that is it. So thanks for tuning in to another episode, you guys. Uh, we can't wait to see you again on next Friday uh, when our newest episode comes out. And we're going to keep doing this until we don't feel like doing it anymore. And I think it's yes. never going to happen. Probably not. <laughs> it's so. never going to happen. So, Thank you guys. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, guys. My name is Jessa. My name is Cameron, and we will see you next time. Peace out, dropouts. Peace out, dropouts. I like that. That's great. <laughs> <laughs>